Good morning, friend. I hope you're doing well. And it's just been kind of a hectic week. Um, so I'm going to take a minute today and just take a breath with you. It's self-brain surgery Saturday, and we're going to give you one little outpatient surgery that you can do anytime, anywhere. And the thing about surgery is you you have a problem that needs to be fixed, right? And you have a choice. You can either fix it or you can ignore it and not fix it. You can try to manage it or you can just pretend it's not there. And if you choose not to fix it, then you need to understand and you need to acknowledge and give consent to yourself that you are choosing to live with it and you're understanding the ramifications of that. If you don't fix it, you're willing to let it continue to grow or get worse or hurt more or or become more cancerous or whatever it is that you're dealing with. If you don't fix it, you're choosing to keep it. And that comes with a whole set of consequences, right? So having surgery always comes with some risk, but not having surgery has its own set of risks. So this is a little outpatient surgery today that's going to be sort of just a mindset switch about worry, anxiety, preparation, planning, and and the things around that concept. And the good news is it's going to help us kind of clarify one little thing that I think holds us back a lot in our lives. But before we get to it, I'm going to let Lisa tell us how we can start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like to show Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Okay, are you ready? This is an outpatient surgery. I don't have... I don't... Intend to spend a lot of time today because it's been a long week and it's Saturday. It's kind of a Sabbath day. I do have to make rounds today, but we try really hard to have one day of the week where we can just dial back and, and be a little bit more careful with our time and our commitments and, and spend a little time connecting with God and, and with each other and kind of recollecting for another week. And, and so I just want you to to just have a moment here, something to think about if you're going to work out or ride in the car, or if you spend a little time with me today, I, I, I'm grateful for and never take for granted the time that you spend. But today it's going to be quick. And I just have one little idea. Okay, and here it is. I read a newsletter every week from James Clear. James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And Atomic Habits is this great book that's full of this wise ideas about just how you can build better habits for your life. It's not a spiritual book, but it has a lot of really powerful ideas. And he writes a newsletter once a week. And each time he gives three little thoughts that came from the Atomic Habits book. And this week he said one that kind of hit right in line with what I was planning to talk to you about for self-brain surgery Saturday. And here's what he said. There are two competing truths. First one, the more prepared person usually wins. But the second is you get credit for action, not preparation. So it's true that the more prepared person usually wins. 
but it's also true that you get credit for action and not for participation, not for preparation. You get credit for action, not preparation. Now hold that thought for a minute. A couple of weeks ago, or I guess, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Auburn played LSU in football and Auburn lost, which is a common theme this year. And they lost pretty much because of bad play calling and poor execution and, and a couple of unlucky breaks. But they lost that game. And after the game was over, the reporters interviewed Brian Kelly, who's the head coach at LSU, and he said something that kind of stuck in my memory, and I've been holding on to it to give it to you today on Self Brain Surgery Saturday. Here it is. This is what he said. He said, in golf, there's a saying that there are no pictures on the scorecard. There's just a score. In golf, there are no pictures on the scorecard. There's just a score. Now, if you're not a golfer, what he's talking about is there's a little card that golfers carry, and they have to turn in their scorecard at the end of the round, and it keeps track of what your score was on every hole. If it's a par three and you score a four, you have to write a four down. You don't get to write a three down because you felt like you were going to make a three. You have to write a four down if that's what you made. If you hit the ball and it goes an inch, that's a stroke. So at the end of the, of the round, the scorecard doesn't reflect what those shots looked like it doesn't reflect how you felt about them. It doesn't reflect what your plans were, your purposes were for that round. It just reflects what actually happened. There are no pictures on the scorecard. Now, a few years back, there was a, a golf tournament. And I think it was the Masters, but don't quote me on that because I didn't take the time to go look. But there was a, a hole where the, the it was a par three. And there was a hole where the golfers had to hit the ball over the water. Okay, And this golfer hit a ball that skipped off the water. It was a bad shot. It skipped off the water. It got up to the bank and it hit a rock and it careened back onto the green and it rolled right into the hole. It was a hole in one. But that hole in one on the scorecard was a one. It wasn't a two or a three. It was a one. What the scorecard didn't show was that there was a terrible shot. It bounced off water. It hit a rock. It changed directions. It was poorly aimed. It was not a good shot, but it ended up in the hole and got scored as a one. And there might have been another golfer in that tournament that had a hole-in-one. I don't know if there was or not, but often in many golf tournaments, there are more than one hole-in-one. But let's just say for the sake of argument that those two golfers were on the same hole at the same time. And golfer number one hits the shot that bounces off the water and hits the rock and goes the wrong direction, but somehow still manages to land in the hole. The other golfer hits a perfect shot that flies through the air and lands directly in the cup and is absolutely unimpeachably the perfect golf shot, right? Well, both of those guys got a one on the scorecard. And I'm telling you that just to say this, wherever you are in your life right now, that's the score, okay? Whatever happened in the past, whatever you did or didn't do, the plans that you had, the purposes that you had, the way things played out, whether he was faithful or not, whether you were wise with your money or not, whether you have a bad diagnosis that you're dealing with currently, whether you live in a country where things are going the way you want them to, or the politics are the way you want them to be, or the election turned out the way you want it, whether or not you came through or you were a good parent for your kids or you know, she said no when she, you hoped she would say yes. Whatever those things are, the score of your life is what it is today. And you can't go back and change it, right? So the only thing that we can use the scorecard for is to keep track of what happened, to keep track of the result that we got. We can't go back and change the things that we felt about it or intended to do or the way that those shots played out that got us to that score, we just have to deal with the reality of the score. Now, why am I talking about that? That sounds like I'm focusing on the past. Well, I'm not. I'm saying that when we prepare, 
we usually win. The golfer who hits the most practice shots and is really diligent with their training and their pre- preparation and their fitness and their all of that nutrition and everything, they usually do better than the golfer that just you know drinks all night and then rolls out of bed and shows up at the tournament and smokes and is 100 pounds overweight and tries to play based on just pure natural talent. The more prepared person usually wins. But at the same time, it is undeniably true that you don't get credit for how much you prepared. You only get credit for the actions that you take. And that's why I'm always telling you in this podcast, let's get after it. Because at some point, we have to stop thinking about stuff. We have to stop preparing. We have to stop fretting or worrying or thinking about whatever. And we have to just get it done. We have to get after it, right? And sometimes we hit ugly shots with our lives. And sometimes we, we, we get after it and it doesn't go the way we wanted to. But whatever is true about the past for you, friend, here's what's true about today. You can change your mind. And if you do, you can change your life. And there's a scripture I want to give you. Matthew 6, Jesus says this in 25, verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Do not worry what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or stow away in barns, store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And here's what Jesus says in verse 27. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Here's the self-brain surgery. I want you to understand the difference between mental preparation and worry. Mental preparation is something pops into my head, I might have cancer. Something pops into my head. I might miss this flight. I'm running behind. I might not make it. I'm I'm running out of money. My wife is not very happy with me. Whatever it is, okay? Something pops into your head. You have two choices here. You can worry about it. You can fret. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I don't do this? What if she does that? What if he doesn't come through? What if, what if, what if, what if? And you can basically just spiral yourself down into this abyss of concern and worry, right? And then what's likely to happen? Just think back over the course of your life about times and seasons in which you've been excessively worried and how have that? How has that benefited you? How has it played out? How has it helped you to hit the next shot more effectively if you spend a lot of time worrying about something? And then conversely, think about this. What if you had that thought pop into your head? And the first biopsy is, is it a true thought? Is it something that's really actually worthy of my mental energy? And if it's not, then you move on to something else. But if it is something that's actually a valid concern, then here's what you can do. You spend some time in between your ears thinking about the path that you need to take to make that outcome what it needs to be, right? Sometimes, obviously, there's some things you can't control at all. If you're if you're in the air and the plane is running behind and you're worried about making the connection, you can't do anything about that in the air, whether or not that plane's going to get there on time, right? But you can make a decision. Okay, if we don't make the flight, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to drive. I'm going to get a hotel and spend the night and, and take the flight the next day. You can make a decision, and then you can spend the rest of the flight doing whatever you need to do, reading something, praying, writing a letter to someone, doing something to relax other than just worrying about whether or not you're going to make the connection, right? Because you can't control that. So Jesus says, do not worry about stuff you can't control. 
And why is he telling you that? Is he, is he beating you up for worrying? No. He's telling you, I want you to have an abundant life. That's what he said in John 10, 10. And you can't have abundance and worry at the same time. They're mutually exclusive. You can't have an abundant life and a worry-filled, stressed-out, anxious life at the same time. But Jesus says it is possible in this world full of troubles for you to have an abundant life, friend. And so the question is, will you take it? The question for Self-Brain Surgery Saturday is, are we going to be willing to be those people who are prepared, but also when it's time, get after it? Because we want credit for action since we never get credit just for preparation. So are we going to use our mental energy worrying in a way that keeps us from ever taking action and keeps us from ever getting the things that we need or have opportunity to have that Jesus has planned for us? Or are we going to just worry? Or are we going to just get after it? Now the question for today, remembering that there are no pictures on the scorecard, remembering that we are where we are and we got here somehow. God, if you hit the shot that bounced off the water and hit a rock and turned left and somehow still found it in the hole, that wasn't because of your preparation. It was because Jesus took care of you in that moment. Jesus got you there. So instead of looking at your scorecard and thinking about all the bad shots you hit, think maybe switch your brain on to gratitude and say, I'm so glad that somehow, even though I didn't come through like I intended to or needed to or wanted to or didn't prepare like I should have, God still got me to where I am today. So I'm still here. And so the next thing is I'm going to try to do a little better next time. I'm going to prepare more, practice more, get my brain right more, and stop worrying so much because I'm ready at that moment to take action. There's a scripture Tommy Walker wrote a great song out of 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 26. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. So I want you, friend, to get the prize. I want your life to be abundant. I want you to stop worrying. I want you to be able to prepare and then get after it and not just stay stuck in the endless loop of worry and stress and anxiety and fear. I want you to have the abundance of being a good self-brain surgeon. Relentlessly refuse to participate in your own demise. And it is participating in your own demise if you choose, rather than to prepare and get after it, if you choose to worry and be stressed. It's, it's You're participating in your own demise. And that's not what I want for you. It's not what God wants for you. It's not what you want for you either. But, the, but it's a decision that you can make. So today on Cell Brain Surgery Saturday, pick up the scalpel and make a decision to slice through the worry, to sever those anxious synapses that you built over years of, of worrying about things, and prepare instead. And then at some point, when it's time, to take action and get after it. And the scorecard will look better. And there are no pictures there, but the numbers will start to look better. If you start preparing and taking action instead of just worrying, and that's the self-brain surgery for today. I'm going to play Tommy Walker's song, I'm Running the Race, give you this 15 or 17 minutes to just think about making that one little mental switch, the difference between worry and preparation. And then we're going to get after it. And the good news is we can start today. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 26 says... Do you not know that in the race all the runners run, yeah. but only one gets the prize? Right. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Yeah. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Right. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Right. 
down that will never fade, that will last forever and ever. I'm running a race. I'm running a race. I'm running a win that crown that will never fade, that will last forever. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.